0: Turn to 1st, or excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 1 this morning, as we spend just a couple of minutes continuing to celebrate moms, continuing to thank God for the, the institution of motherhood, if there is such a thing. That God put the family together. That was his plan. It was his plan for his creation, and he did it in such a way that there would be a father and a mother. And Today, as we focus on the mother, we're going to look at two that did a remarkable job, and we only know about one thing that they did. We, we read in Proverbs 31 of the mom who did lots of stuff, and uh, Sherry received a card this morning from one of her granddaughters that had a picture of Wonder Woman on it with a grocery bag and a cell phone. Could have been car keys in there, too. Um, and that was a Proverbs 31 woman. We're going to look at a couple of other women who fit that bill in a particular way in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Paul to Timothy. Timothy, one that Paul may himself have led to faith in Christ. We don't know the, all the details, but we know that their relationship was so strong and so rich uh, and based so much in the gospel that Paul called Timothy in First Timothy his son, his child in the faith. And so they're very close. And Paul says this about Timothy. I thank God whom I serve, as my forefathers did with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith. Now listen to this. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Timothy had faith. Timothy was a believer in Jesus Christ. Timothy's life was changed by the gospel, the good news of Jesus. But it started somewhere else. And Paul's not even looking to himself as the one who started it. It started with his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Before Timothy ever met Christ, somebody was doing something for him that would prepare him for the most important thing that that could happen to anyone, receiving Jesus Christ as their Savior, as their Master, as their life. And these two women, in all, the, in all of what they were doing, and they were just like other women of their day, which are just like women of our day, they were busy taking care of business. A lot of it. But they were also focused on one thing for that little boy in their, life, in their lives. We see what that one thing was a little bit further into the chapter. Look at chapter 3 of 2 Timothy he refers back to these women again. He says in verse 14, he says, but as for you, speaking again to Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. What was started in his life by somebody, the Apostle Paul is saying, Keep that going. And then we'll, we'll get into more of the details. And this is verse 15. And how from infancy, that goes all the way back. From infancy, you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith In Christ Jesus. You see what those two women were up to? With all the other responsibilities that they had in their day, and the responsibilities were great. They were intense. These women were busy. Women today are busy. Live intense lives. And in spite of that busyness, in spite of that intensity, in spite of all the things that are are required of mom and of grandma, these two women were committed to sharing the holy scriptures with their grandson, with their son, because they knew something could happen in his life if he had a foundation in God's word. And it happened in Timothy's life. The, The... The grandmother or the mother may not have been the one. They may have been. We don't know the details. They may not have been the one who led him in a prayer to receive Jesus. We don't know that. Might have been the apostle Paul when he came to their town to introduce their town to the gospel. But whatever the case, his heart was ready, made ready by the holy scriptures because these scriptures, Old and New Testament, remember the scriptures that Paul's talking to Timothy about? all Old Testament. And those scriptures are able to make us wise for salvation. Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament, no matter what subject is being talked about, no matter what story is being told, it all points to an all-sufficient Savior, either on his way or having arrived or on his way back. It's all about him. And these women knew that and so in some form or fashion, they committed their, themselves to sharing those holy scriptures with that boy. And I'm sure it doesn't say this here, but knowing of their character as Paul speaks to them of, of having living faith, that means the kind of faith that's not just knowledge about something, but something that also goes into action, something that they live out. I'm sure that they added to their their teaching in the scriptures, they added their prayers. And so this morning, moms, with all the other stuff that you've got going on, this morning, grandmothers, with all the other stuff that you've got going on, remember Lois and Eunice. They made time, they took time, they were intentional about teaching that little boy the scriptures. Now, we're that way here at Midway Community Church. Right now, we got little ones over in this wing. we got little ones over in that wing receiving the instruction in the Holy Scriptures. Praise God. And praise God for those teachers, many of the mothers themselves. Not all, but many of the mothers themselves taking the time, sacrificing their opportunity to be in the service this morning to do The service this morning. Praise God for what they're doing. But let me tell you something. Don't just leave it up to them. Do what Lois and Eunice did. Make sure that the foundation of their knowledge of the Word of God is coming from home. Apparently, Timothy's dad, because he's not mentioned in this context, apparently. He either wasn't a believer or wasn't a strong believer or wasn't taking his responsibility as the teacher of the word of God um, to heart. And so grandma and mom picked it up. And they did that job. Praise God that they picked it up. Hopefully in, in many of our cases, in most of our cases, mom and dad are both committed to the word of God and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can do that work in tandem, together, in different ways in different times. Look back with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6 to see the way that um, God set up for the children of Israel to receive their instruction. Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting with verse 4. These were words that Lois and Eunice knew well, and apparently they did them. They had living faith. They took what they knew and what they believed to be the word of God, and they put it into their lives and created action. And here's what they did. Hear, O Israel, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Okay, so it starts in the heart in this case of the mom and the grandma. And then look where it goes from there. Verse 7, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. Now, there was a time when people sat at home. Some of you can even have vague memories of that. Try to create that moment. Our society is not going to help you with that. You're going to have to do that yourself. But try to create that moment. Try to, try to make some time every week or, or, or every other day or, or every day. Somehow, try to create some time. But we'll go on. He says, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. Okay, now that doesn't happen that often either. Um, you can, I think you can transliterate this into a minivan or SUV talk, okay? This is carpool talk. This is on the trip. This is on your way to the store, where, wherever. Make this a priority. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down as the day is over. Another opportunity. This is all about opportunities. Taking these opportunities. When you lie down, last words, folks. Last words are big words of the day. Stop and to remember what God has done today, what God has shown you today. What we can thank God for. Then turn that last little talk into a prayer. And not only when you lie down, and when you get up. First words are important, gang. This is the day the Lord has made. That's every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And so make those first words. And, and again, this takes, it, it takes special work. Because usually we're in a situation, and I, you know, I'm just speaking for myself, where the temptation is hurry up, come on, we gotta go. That's the first words of the day. Because again, our schedules are full. We're busy people. But make those last words, make, the, make those first words. Important words, worthwhile words. Tie them as symbols. On your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. He's just saying let your home, let your life, let your relationships be immersed, be saturated with the Word of God. You see, it's this Word. That he uses to prepare hearts for salvation through Jesus Christ. It's the Word of God. It's not all the other stuff. All, all the other stuff's important. We gotta get them ready for all this other stuff. But those other things aren't as important as preparing their hearts for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ by their knowledge of God's Word. It's a high calling. And I'm so thankful for Lois and Eunice. Looking forward to meeting them. And to thank them in person. For creating a situation that Paul was able to use to instruct the church, not only in in Timothy's day when Timothy was a young leader of a church, but to instruct all the churches of all time on the priority of the word of God from grandmothers and mothers and for grandpas and and fathers to teach the children the word of God because the word of God is the foundation for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Remember that. Remember that. Our witness, our sharing our story, our teaching people, or sharing the gospel with other people Is dependent on the work of God in their lives. And so, as our desire, all of our desire is for our children to come to faith in Christ, the best thing that we can do for them to make them ready for our witness, to make them ready for our instruction on what Jesus has done for them, is to let them know the Word of God. And you know, the Word of God is full of victories and losses. It's full of success, and it's full of failure. It's full of celebration. It's full of chastisement. It covers the whole gamut so that our our children will learn from us as we teach them the word of God that our only hope in this world and especially in the next is Jesus Christ. As we teach them the Old Testament, we're going to teach them about Israel and about really over and over and over and over again, the failures of Israel. Their inability to live up to God's commands, their inability to do the law. And that will remind them of their own inability to live up to your commands, of their inability to do the law and their need for a savior. These things in the Word of God correspond with the things of life. So that when they realize their own failures, when they realize their own sinfulness, they will know exactly who to turn to. Because they've been taught about Him, they've been taught about the Savior, they've been taught about the Master, the Lord. They've been taught about his grace, his gift. They've been taught about his mercy, his willingness to withhold what we deserve. They've been taught about his love, that no matter what they've done, no matter what sin they've committed or how many sins they've committed, that his love reaches out to everybody and that all who call on his name will be saved. Praise God, Timothy had his heart prepared by Lois and Eunice, as they taught him the Holy Scriptures. Praise God that our kids are having their hearts prepared as we teach them the Holy Scriptures. And let's remember, for us to teach, we've got to be students. And so as we try to encourage them to be committed and to learn the Word of God, we also have to remember to take our time in the Word of God. To take our time to search it out, to take our time to dig into it. And remember, it's, it's a tough book. All of it was written a long time ago, some of it really long time ago. And so we have to learn about other cultures and other customs and another language and all of those kind of things. We have to learn about that stuff. It takes time, it takes work. We have the resources. It's amazing. We have the resources to, to answer those questions. And we even provide some of those resources right here at Midway Community Church. While the children are studying in in the 930 hour and the youth are studying in the 930 hour, we have those classes going on to help equip you to do your job. Because everything that we learn, remember, is something we're going to be passing on to our children and grandchildren and other young people in our lives. It's not just limited to grandmothers and, and mothers. It's all of us in this teaching this disciple-making ministry that Lois and Eunice were being commended for in this particular passage. We're all a part of it. We have the opportunity on Sunday nights right now to have our question and answer sessions, where you can bring any questions that you've got. And if you can't, if you can't do it, if you can't come in for it, you can get on, the, on your Zoom and, and do it from home. But there's always ways to find the answers to the questions that you have from the Word of God. And as you as you develop your interest and as you develop your, your uh, ability to, to learn it more and more and you understand it better, then you can start doing more of those things on your own as well. And then share those principles, those things with others as well. It's a great thing to be a part of the body of Christ as we share the word of God with each other and especially as we share it with our children. Well, as you know from my Many times mentioning her in, in the picture this, this morning, my mom did this stuff. And I praise God for her. And I praise God for other moms who are present here and for those of us who are present here that had or have moms like that. I remember Saturday nights at my house was craft night because mom was teaching somebody the next morning. Different age groups, but she was teaching somebody the word of God the next morning. She used that as an opportunity to teach me. While I was cutting out the palm branches, she was teaching me about Hosanna and what it meant. While I was helping organize the, you know, the the flannel graph, now that'll take you back. (laughs) Kids, ask your parents. I can't take time to explain it right now. All right? It was action. All right? While I was helping organize those so they were all in the right places for the right right place, she was taking the time to teach me whatever story she was going to be teaching that next day. I praise God for a mom like that. So moms and grandmas, do it. Do it. Don't let anything stop you. You're not going to get the commendation that Lois and Eunice got, at least not now. But I tell you, you will will receive that commendation. You will receive no greater rewards at the judgment seat of Christ for anything more than the time you put into teaching your children, your grandchildren, younger children, if you don't have them, younger people, other people. You'll receive no greater commendation, no greater reward at the judgment seat of Christ than doing this work of teaching, living the Holy Scriptures. Because remember, as, as we started this, this message, the Apostle Paul said, I'm reminded of your faith, which first lived in your grandmother and your mother. That's what it's all about, our faith. That's how we enter into this relationship with God. And so, do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus? Timothy did, Amen. Lois did. Eunice did. All who believe, all who call on the name of Jesus to do for them what they cannot do for themselves, he will save. He will forgive. He will change. He will give the Holy Spirit to you so that you can live your life in a way that will count for eternity. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, what a blessing. To be given this great opportunity, this opportunity to teach, to live it, to share it, to pray for them. What an opportunity! And Father, so many of us are here this morning, here in the body of Christ this morning, because of moms and grandmas like Lois and Eunice, and dads and grandpas and uncles and aunts who did the same thing. We praise you and we thank you. And we pray for our kids right now. Little ones, medium-aged ones, older ones, really old ones. We pray for them. We lift them up to you. We pray that you would take that word that we've taught them or their parents you'd take that word and that you'd bring it to life and you'd make it fruitful for eternity in their lives. We pray that same thing for any who are here this morning who haven't yet put their trust in Jesus. They don't have that faith that Paul was commending Timothy for and Lois and Eunice. Father, give them the courage Give them the wisdom to say yes to Jesus today. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.